You guys, summer's coming. Are you ready for the most awesome summer ever? In this episode, we are going to help you plan it. Ready? Welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you and your life? Let's go. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Redefining Balance Podcast. I'm super excited because today we are doing planning. And if you've listened before, then you know I love planning. I It's what I absolutely adore to do. And if you don't love planning, then you are going to get some good nuggets out of this episode because we make planning simple. <laughs> but truly, planning is just a way of you setting some intentions and creating an action plan to live that out because as working moms, we are very short on time, duh, and we really need to be intentional about how we are using our time and the best way to do that is planning. To me, planning is self-care. It's like the best thing that you can do for yourself. So today, we're going to be talking about summer planning. Now, I know, it's like feels like summer is pretty much already here. It is May, but you know what? This is something that we normally do every single year that we do a Summer of Awesome planning podcast. I mean, I think this is like the fourth year and I almost didn't do it this year. That's why we're late to the game on planning a Summer of Awesome because I thought, you know what? We've done it every single year. Do we really need to do it again? But I find if I'm not doing it for you guys, then I don't do it for myself. And I was like, oh my goodness, I need to be planning for summer. And so as I started going through the Summer of Awesome planning worksheet for myself, I was like, I need to do this on a podcast. I need to help other people plan. Even if they've already planned, you're going to get some tips and some things that are going to help you kind of go back through that plan and set some strong intentions. Now, truly, our big planning package that we have with the worksheet and videos and all of that kind of stuff is exclusively for members this year. Normally, it's something that we always just offered inside the app, but if you've been listening to the last couple episodes, we're slowly kind of scaling back on the app. Truly, it is a very expensive thing to have out there, and we really have to just adjust that away. So it's not going to be available too much longer. The membership is still there on our website, and you can access everything inside of that, including the entire Summer of Awesome planning kit which we're going to get into here in a little bit. But even if you're not a member, I'm going to be walking through the planning worksheet that's inside of this planning kit that we have for Summer of Awesome with you today. So if you have a notebook, make sure you bring it out because we're going to be doing a lot of planning today. So this is going to be really, really good. Now, like I said, the entire planning package is available to our members. So if you are a member, you can log into the website yourliferocks.com, click on login, and in there you're going to go to the planning tools section of the membership site. And in there, that's where you're going to find Summer of Awesome along with a ton of other planning tools. So if you're a member and you've been mostly just using the app and not going into the website, you're going to find so many tools under there that you probably never even knew existed. So have fun. Do not get overwhelmed. Remember, you went there for the Summer of Awesome toolkit. So let's talk about what you can find 
in the Summer of Awesome Toolkit. So obviously you're gonna find a training video, you're gonna find the worksheet that we're gonna walk through today, uh, as well as everything that we're gonna be talking about really outlined. So uh, it makes it nice, super simple for your planning process. Plus in there, you'll have a complete shopping list of just some things that it's good to have on hand to create a really awesome summer because there's nothing worse than having like an opportunity to do something awesome. And then you have to run to the store and get everything that you need to make it happen. And then I also have in there some small ideas to create memories, some things that you can fit in before work, after work, on the weekends to make the most memories possible in the least amount of time for your kiddos this summer. And then we also have replays of past year's podcasts on creating an awesome summer for your family and also one about creating an awesome summer for you. Let's face it, moms, we are all about making fun and memories for our kiddos and putting ourselves on the back burner, which is great. I mean, I am a big proponent on being of service to others. I think that that is one of the best ways that we can find balance in our life. And the world will tell us something different. The world will say to put yourself first. I say put others per first ahead of yourself. Put God first ahead of others. So God, others, then yourself. That is the secret to happiness. The world will tell you it's different. But that's truly, in my personal experience and what the Bible says, is the true path to happiness, fulfillment, and just balance in general. But that doesn't mean with yourself coming in third that you can't do awesome things that you really, really enjoy and kind of fill your own bucket along the way. So there is that extra content with some ideas and some planning tools for you in creating an awesome summer, not only for your family, but also for yourself. So again, you can get that under the planning tools section on the website. And if you're not a member, we would love to have you join. You can get a free seven-day trial. You can go to lifebalancemembership.com to learn more about everything that's included in the membership and get started. All right, you guys, we are gonna jump right into this planning process and get it done. Now, I am also working on a YouTube video showing a revamp of the way that I am using my planner and planning my time in general. Now, I love planning. If you've ever done a disc profile, I am a high C. <laughs> I am a high C followed by an I. It's a weird combination to be an extrovert and an introvert at the same time, but that is who God made me. That is how I am made by our creator, and so there's no shame in that. But I love to organize things, and I love to teach people the basics of organizing things because although there is a part of me, again, my high eye, that wants to kind of rebel against having systems in place and things like that, I know that it is critical to me not feeling like a crazy person. I need to have those systems in my life. And that's where my C can take over and start to put them into place. And, you know, I love to show you what I'm doing. So if you haven't yet hopped over to YouTube, make sure that you do that. Hit subscribe and watch that video when it comes out. And I mentioned that because as I'm doing this worksheet, as I've been doing my own Summer of Awesome planning, I have the worksheet open on my computer, but I'm using my notebook to write everything down. So if you are listening to this and you're using your notebook, know that that's exactly the same way that I do my planning as well. Now, as we're getting into this process of planning, the most important thing that we're gonna first start off with is the intention. Now, shocker, right? This is kind of where we wanna start with any kind of planning, whether you're doing your career planning, whether you're planning a vacation, whether you're planning how you want to remodel your house, right? It always kind of starts with the end in mind. What does that end goal look like? What are we wanting to get out as a desired result? And then working ourselves backwards, and it's no different where we're planning an awesome summer. 
Now, to kind of be thinking about this, because sometimes it's like, oh, what do I want summer to be? Well, I want it to be fun. Well, that's not a very clear starting point. I mean, it's great, fun, right? But it's not very clear. So some questions to kind of ask yourself to set a clearer intention for summer is some of the following. Number one, what do you want your kids to learn or grow with this summer? Now, I think that this is a very important intention to be thinking about because although summer can be really, really fun, there are all things that our kids need to grow in. I mean, I remember back when I was growing up, summer was the time that you learned new skills, that you got to experience new things. And when you came back to school, even looking around at your peers, you were like, wow, they really grew up this summer or they, you know, did different things. It's a time of growing up that whole summer period. So think about it in terms of how you can really use that time wisely to cultivate different skills within your kids. It might not be that they're brushing up on their algebra. I mean, it could be. If they really struggled with that last year, then maybe that's what they need to be working on. That's what my youngest will be working on this summer. But it could just be other things like working on their confidence level, right? Or working on being able to communicate better or working on being kinder to people. Whatever it is that you want them to grow with, being more independent. I mean, there's a, I could go on and on, right? But think about the things that you want your kids to learn or grow on this summer. Number two, how do you want your kids to describe summer when they go back to school in the fall? And you know they're going to do it, right? (laughs) Doesn't matter how old your kids are, when they go back to school, the teachers, their friends are going to be like, hey, what'd you do over summer break? And I never wanted my kids to be like, it was so boring. I just watched TV. We just hung out, watched TV, didn't really do much. I always wanted them to be like, oh, it was so awesome. We did camping, we did hiking, we did like whatever it was, right? But you want them to be able to feel good about answering that question. And so really be thinking about how you want them to describe their summer. What memories or experiences do you want them to take from that time? Number three, how do you want to describe summer at the end of it when it comes to fall? I mean, you want to think about this in advance. I mean, especially if your kids are younger, my kids are on the older side. I mean, really, it probably applies to everyone, but you have to remember that we are making memory banks, not just for our kids, but also for ourselves because our kids do grow up so fast. And so from my own experience as a working mom, and not always being around for every single milestone and not always being able to fully participate in everything that my kids are doing, it's important for me to be intentional about making memories for myself so that I can look back and feel like, wow, that was a really great time I had with my kids. Or remember when they were so small playing in the sand at the beach or whatever it might be, but be intentional about those memories that you want to create for yourself when you're looking back over your kids' childhood. And even for yourself, I mean, think about what you need in this season and how you want to be using your own summer for your own growth. Question number four is what is your overall primary goal for your kids this summer? And when you're answering this question and number five, little foresight, it's your own primary overall goal for yourself. So that's a little foresight on question number five. But for both of those questions, I think it's important that we look at things in a balanced perspective. So we're going into a new season, summertime. So thinking about the last few months, what has been needed, what is lacking, all of those things that you can be thinking about what you want to contribute into this next season. So for example, my kids have still been cooped up. They've not really been able to do a lot of social things. They're craving social time. And so for me, that's my primary goal for them is that they have some social time with other kids. 
because the little social time that they have been having, I've noticed they've lost some social skills. COVID has taken away their social skills and they really need to gain that back. Beyond any other learning that they need to do, that is number one, my goal for them. And by having this primary focus of a goal for them and a goal for you is it makes it easier to make decisions, right? When you're thinking about what things you want them to be involved in, what things you want to be doing for them. I mean, the fact that we want to work on social skills means that we're not going to be doing a whole lot of stuff of sitting around the house and relaxing, which in primary summers, that has been a primary goal is to have rest and relaxation. That is not the goal for this summer for them. Now, the primary goal for myself is quite a bit different. Now, in a couple weeks, I'll be doing an episode talking about how I recently have cut back at work and gone to more of a part-time schedule and how that's very difficult as a workaholic. But I'm going to be talking a little bit about that journey for myself because I know a lot of other people are kind of going through similar adjustments in their work right now and and maybe even wanting to do that but not sure how that's going to look or how that could work and so I'll be walking you through that but that big lifestyle change for me really affects my primary goal for myself as I go through the summer again it's about balancing that next season with the season that you're coming out of and really being able to take a minute a pause a beat to be able to say what is needed as we go into this next season what has been lacking and how can I fill that as we move forward. Now it's just these easy five questions that really set that strong intention for the way that you wanna be spending your summer. And these intentions, like I said before, this is the filter in which you get to do all of the other planning from. If it doesn't fit within this filter, you can just mark that right off your list and move on. You do not need to overthink it because Oftentimes we will just be pulling at straws or taking whatever falls in our lap or falling into whatever trap lies in front of us. But when we have set intentions of what we want to create, then we can move forward in confidence and know that this is the right thing I need to be seeking out. These are the things I need to sign up for. These are the things I need to say yes to. And most importantly, these are the things that I can say no to. All right. So now once you have those intentions done, you've answered those five questions for yourself. Now we get to really look at the calendar. This is where I get excited and I love the planning process of breaking out a calendar and setting things up, like organizing things, planning things. I did this last week and you guys, it was like, it took me maybe 15 minutes to put it all on the calendar, lay it all out, see where the open spaces were and kind of be thinking what we wanted to do for those open spaces but it made me feel like a million bucks. I have to be honest. I know it sounds really lame to admit that something so simple could be such a huge stress reliever, could be just such a huge, uh, I don't even know. It just made me so excited to be able to look at my calendar and know it is planned out. We don't have to worry. Now, when I say it's planned out, Obviously, plans change all of the time. Do you know how easy it is to edit, to move, to delete something on a Google Calendar? Super duper easy. It's no big deal. But just having that plan in place is a huge weight off your shoulders. Huge. And then just know if God wants to steer your boat in another direction, then, you know, you go with it. But at least now you have kind of an idea of the way in which you want your summer to go. So let's talk about planning the calendar. Now, just like we do with a lot of things that we're doing here at Your Life Rocks, is we want to really take an inventory of what we are working with. So think about how many days of summer break your kids actually have. Because sometimes we think, oh, three months, or depending on how your school system runs, it might be shorter, might be longer. But we always have like these preconceived ideas in our head of like, that's not a lot of time, or 
oh, it's a ton of time off that they have. But when we actually start looking at it, it might not be that way. So we really want to make it reality. We want to deal with facts here, not just emotions. So how many days of summer break do your kids have? What does summer actually look like? Because when you're raising kids, summer doesn't start when it starts warming up, right? Like I recently planted a garden and like they talk about summer ending when the last frost is done. And I'm like, no, summer ends when the kids get out of school or it starts when the kids get out of school. It ends when kids go back in school, right? Like that's how we do summer as a mom. And so you really want to be thinking about how many days your kids have off. Then the next step is to look at that calendar and put the things that are already scheduled and planned on there. Now, some things to be thinking about are camp or uh, if there's any family vacations already planned or family who wants to take your children that is already planned, all of those things should go on your calendar. You can also be thinking about things like doctor's appointments, teeth cleaning, dentist. You know, summertime is a great time to get the kids in for all of those checkup appointments, dentist appointments, all of those things. So look at the calendar, anything that's already scheduled, because if you're like me, when you go to the dentist and you're leaving, you schedule the next one and it's like six months out and you don't even realize right but look at your calendar to see when those things are happening and if you need to schedule them now's a great time to schedule them you also want to put your own things on there so if you're going to be traveling for work or something like that you want to have that on the calendar as well now a little bit something about camp that i want to touch on because camp has been a little bit iffy I think in most areas of the country this year, just based off of CDC guidelines and what it's going to look like in camp. And I know in our state, we're still pretty locked down. Uh, And so there's a lot of camps that they don't know if they're going to be in operation or not this summer or what that's going to look like yet. And depending on your feels about everything going on, on, you might be uncertain on whether you want your kids to be involved in camp or not involved in camp based on what it's going to look like. So there's a lot up in the air. So normally camps are like sold out by like April, right? But I'm finding this year they're not. So if you're thinking, oh, I might have missed the boat on some really great camps, you might not have. So don't don't count yourself out. So if you think that you missed it, just look stuff up. Start looking things up and see what you can do. I mean, for me, I feel like summer kind of snuck up a little bit on us and again my kids are a little older so I was like oh when is camp and the church hadn't really announced any dates for camp yet and so I did some research and got some things figured out and luckily was able to get the kids signed up for some really fun activities which I think they're going to enjoy get the church camp on the calendar all of that now is set now again so we're starting off with how many days of summer that they have then you're putting in all of those preset dates right of things that are already scheduled Then the next thing is to look at the time that has not been spoken for and how many days you will have with your kids this summer. Now, depending on this number, there might be some emotions that come with it, right? So let's just acknowledge that first and foremost. You might be looking at that number and be like, oh my gosh, that's not a lot of time. And you might be feeling a lot of pressure. Know that it is just a number, right? You can work with any number. You can do that. It could be a ton of numbers and you're like, oh, that's a lot of time to fill. Not necessarily. Give yourself some grace, right? Like remember, this is just a number and this is part of the planning process is to know what it is that we have to work with, right? So it's kind of like if you were to be planning an event and you have to look at the budget. Like you can make an awesome event on like $100. You can make an awesome event on $500. 
It just depends. You have to make different choices, right? It's the same thing with this. You might have to make different choices based on the time you have with your kids, but you still have time (laughs) with your kids. So we can make good choices and make it an awesome summer. And speaking of money, that is the next step in the process. So we have it boiled down to how many days we need to be planning for and the things that we want to be doing. The next thing is to be planning the budget of what we're working with. Know how much we have to work with because you could start looking at camps to fill up that time. You could start looking at other family vacations you can have to fill up the time. You can look at things you can do at home to fill up the time. There's all kinds of things, but these things all cost money, right? So we need to think about how much money do we actually have to work with? What are the realities that we need to have for planning? And again, you can do awesome things with sprinklers, sparklers, and popsicles, right? Like we can do an awesome summer at the dollar store. You can also do an awesome summer by traveling everywhere and doing all kinds of amazing things. So both are awesome. We just have to know what we're working with. All right, so just to review really quickly, step number one is to set the intentions. Step number two is to look at the reality of what we have going on. Step number three is planning the fun stuff. This is my favorite part of the steps, okay? This is what we call the summer bucket list. As I'm talking about this, I remember a few years back, I did a video for our members on the summer bucket list. So if you're a member, I will find that video and put it into the planning stuff so you can kind of see me mark this out on a big board that my family actually uses every single year. So, and in the shopping list, there's linked to the big board that we use. It's a big, um, like note taking thing that you would use for like a meeting. It's like the big white sheets, you know, that you can rip off uh, and has a sticky note so you can put them on the wall. So I have one of those in my closet and I use it for so many different things, including the summer of awesome bucket lists. And I tear it off and it goes in a place in the house that everyone can see it all summer long. So let's talk about how to do your summer bucket list. Now I have done this for so many years, I can tell you. The one thing not to do is to not bring out this big piece of paper, bring your kids and your husband and everyone together and be like, all right, you guys, let's make our summer bucket list. What do you want to do? Because you know what's going to happen. Everyone's going to be like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what we want to do. So you want to start planting the seeds early. Start asking your husband now, like, what do you want to do this summer? What are the things that are important to you? What plans do you have? What are you thinking? Ask your kids the same thing. What's important to you? What do you want to get out of this summer? What do you want to be doing? Like start asking them all of these questions. And with my kids, I even have to get a little bit more specific. Like you guys want to do a lot in the water this summer? Do you want to do a lot by going to the beach? Do you want to travel a lot this summer? Like you really have to start asking a lot of questions, which is good. It gets your kids talking to you, get your husband talking to you. It is a great thing, but don't think it's going to be super fast. (laughs) All right, you got to be planting these seeds over time. So use like a week to kind of prep and prime these conversations around mealtime, when you're driving, things like that, because it will get people thinking so that when you go to do this bucket list project, then people already have some ideas. They're prepared, right? No one likes things sprung on them and to be put on the spot. Then when you go to do this, like do it after dinner one night or on a Saturday morning and let everyone know in advance that you're going to be doing it and make it fun. Like if you're going to do it on a Saturday morning, make pancakes or something like that. Um, If you're going to be doing it after dinner, have ice cream, like make it a fun experience for everyone to be doing this planning process 
together. Now, like I said, I use the big paper, so I'll bring that out with some fun colored markers, but you can even just do it on the notepad. You can do it on a dry erase board. If you have a chalkboard in your kitchen, that's a great place to do it too. Don't be limited by how you're gonna do this. Just do it, right? You can write it down on a piece of paper on your lap, but ideally you're gonna just think about all of the things that you wanna do this summer and put it on the bucket list. Ask everyone what they wanna do this summer, put it on the bucket list. Now, once you have everything down on this idea collection sheet, right, like of everything that you want to be doing, then you can start taking that. And again, don't promise anyone. We're not promising. This is not like a, these are absolutely everything we're going to do, right? Because otherwise you're going to have someone say, I want to go to Hawaii. And you're going to be like, that is not in the cards, my friend. (laughs) So, you know, you want to be thinking about the process after this, but kind of be letting people know like this is just an idea gathering so we can plan what's actually going to be possible, right? So once you have that full bucket list of all of the ideas, all of the things that everyone wants to be doing, then you can start looking at how much time it's going to take, what supplies are needed to execute that, how much money that's going to cost in order to get those supplies or to fully do it. And then from there, Based on what you have done in step number two, you can decide what stays on that list and what needs to go off the list, right? Then you have all of these things that are really awesome. And then step number four is plugging those awesome things right back onto the calendar and figuring out when it is that you're going to be doing them. Now you'll be surprised because we've talked about some big things, right? Like a Hawaii trip or something like that, that would be really awesome, but might not be in the cards. But usually when I do this with my kids, it's things like I want to make s'mores. I want to build a sandcastle. I want to fly a kite. I want to go hiking. I want to like it's stuff that we can do because it's stuff that they usually do, right? Like they want to go geocaching. They want to go spend time with their cousins, uh, whatever it might be. They want to hang out with their friends. Um, We've had one year where my kids are like, I really want to just play a lot of video games. It went on the bucket list because then I could be like, hey, you played a lot of video games. That was on your bucket list. Good job. Now we're going to move on to something else, right? We can check that off. It's done. Uh, So don't limit too much, but use your intentions, your time budget, and your money budget as a guide to what stays on this list. Then I recommend, so like for me, I'll do the planning on the big white sheet. Then once we've kind of narrowed it down, we know like, okay, what's actually staying then I will write out those things and kind of when we're doing it so people can see. Now, this is not something I've always done. It's something that I started doing just the last couple of years and it's really helped because then people kind of know what's coming. Again, my kids are a little older so they can kind of be doing their own planning and prepping in their own mind, right? When they're younger, they just kind of wake up and you say, hey, this is what we're doing today. But as they get older, right, they start doing their own plans and they start thinking about their own intentions and goals and what they want to be doing. They don't maybe use those words, but you know what I mean? So it's helpful if they kind of know what to expect and it gives them something to look forward to, which I think we all could use some awesome things to look forward to, right? And when you're doing this bucket list, make sure that you don't forget about the things that are going to make an awesome summer for you as well. So this might be things like changing up your morning routine to get outside to go for a walk and enjoy the sunshine or going for a walk at night after dinner by yourself and just having some quiet time. 
It could be doing things with your friends, doing things with family members, without your family or with your family that are just really, really important to you. I know for me, one of the things that's on my bucket list almost every single summer is eating dinner at restaurants on patios. And I know that that sounds so simple and like something that's like, well, duh, you're probably going to do that anyway. But it's something I so really enjoy that I will set a goal to do that like every other week. And that's on my bucket list because I've made that intention and it's something I enjoy. Then I have a clear path to actually schedule that and think, okay, uh, I can do a date night this one time. And then two weeks later, I'm going to ask this other friend if she wants to meet up for dinner. So it helps you to kind of make those plans and intentions come into reality versus just daydreaming about how awesome you want your summer to be. And then you get caught up in the day-to-day stuff. And next thing you know, it's September and you're thinking, oh, I wish we would have done more of whatever it is, fill in the blank. So let's review this process. Number one, set the intention. Number two, take an inventory of the reality. Number three, make your bucket list and edit the bucket list. And number four, make that bucket list happen by plugging it into the calendar, figuring out what needs to be done and do it. Now you can find this worksheet and all of the other things that go along with planning an awesome summer inside of life balance membership under the planning tools. Now, I do want to let you know about an additional free resource that we have for you to help you create an awesome summer for yourself. Now, for the last couple years, we have done a summer refresh series on the podcast where it's like a challenge, like every single week we focus on something new to do, something that is just making you feel refreshed as you go throughout the summer. Now, we're not going to redo that whole series this summer, but I am going to be sharing those episodes over on our Facebook page. They're all on YouTube. So I hope and encourage that you go back and you have a listen to those past episodes and you take part in that summer challenge. Now, I'll also be sharing them to everyone on my email list. So if you have, like, for example, signed up for the weekly success planning course, when you get weekly emails from me, I will be referencing a different week of that challenge. So it's an awesome thing for you just to go back in, have a listen, do those weekly challenges. I mean, they're fun stuff. Like week one is all about helping you pick a summer theme song that you can just play and feel awesome and feel refreshed every single time that you listen to that song. So, I mean, it's fun things. It's not a hard challenge to be doing by any means. So I want to invite you to take part in that challenge. And if you're not yet on the email list or you're like a lot of people and you're not on social media a whole lot, then I encourage you to sign up for the email list. And the best way to do that is to sign up for the weekly success planning course. It's a free course that we offer. You can go to weeklysuccessplanning.com or if you're over at yourliferocks.com, there will be spots on there that you can sign up for the email list as well. And then you'll have that challenge emailed out to you. I want to just thank you so much for hanging out with me today, for listening to this podcast, for subscribing to the podcast, for leaving a review for the podcast, all of the things. It really does mean the world to me. And I would just encourage you to share this podcast with your other working mom friends. It certainly helps us spread the message that balance is possible when you put God first and foremost in your life. So until next week, keep building a life that rocks. Bye. Bye.